0: The Chargers have a ton of giant needs heading into the offseason, but could they still try to pursue Devonte Adams or could they use their first-round pick on a wide receiver? You are Locked On
1: Chargers,
0: your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogmeyer. We've been covering the Chargers for over six seasons, but we're going into our fifth season as a host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys? Welcome into the show. Thank you for making this your first listen. As always, make sure to go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and follow the show for free on all platforms. But on today's show, we wanted to make it a fan Friday, so we appreciate you guys sending in your voicemails, which you can get to at 323-524-7924, and also sending us some Twitter questions as well, because you guys came through with the content. We have a lot of good conversations to be had today, including could the Chargers actually take a wide receiver at 17 if they let Mike Williams go? And Mike Williams, Devontae Adams, and Keenan Allen, there is one pipe dream we have to get into as well. But we'll also be talking about what Kenneth Murray is at this point and how to feel about that situation going forward, how much we trust Tom Telesco, with the cap space that he currently has and much more. But David, let's start here with a question from Tito. No, we'll go Tito after this. I actually want to get to a Twitter question first, one that sparked a conversation between us before the show, and it was Zach on Twitter who asked, if the Chargers don't re-sign Mike Williams, then what round do you take a wide receiver in the draft? Personally, I want them to take a receiver at 17. So, This is an interesting conversation, David, because obviously what the Chargers do in free agency is going to decide a lot of this, right? Because if they bring back Mike, we'll know. But in this hypothetical situation, we'll assume that the Chargers don't go out and get you know, an Allen Robinson or a DJ Shark or something like that. And they're going into the draft with Josh Palmer, Jalen Guyton, and Keenan Allen as your main three receivers. So if you're in that situation, David, do you consider a first-round wide receiver?
1: I think that's really, really difficult for me, honestly. I mean, that's just a position that uh, although if Mike Williams is not re-signed by the Chargers, it is something that's a concern, I just think there's more important concerns on the roster that need to be fixed before a receiver is taken. Now, I understand we've seen some examples even recently of receivers coming in, Jamar Chase, and completely transforming an entire offense. Uh, And, you know, making them look completely different and and much more of 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 a threat for sure. But I think the Chargers really need to focus on correcting their run defense, and that should be the number one thing they go in to fix. If it's not run defense and getting a defensive tackle, it's getting a right tackle to protect Justin Herbert. I just think those are the two most important things that need to be addressed. Now, obviously, you know, we'll have to see how the draft shakes out and who's available and what the best value is and what the best player available is. And all that. But um, just as an overarching kind of concept, I just don't ever like taking a receiver in the first round.
0: You just don't like taking a receiver in the first round in general, or just because of the charger specific needs? Like that's just your general draft philosophy don't take one in the first round?
1: Well, as the team is currently constructed okay, right that's now. A, yeah. that's a big L- Allow difference. me to okay. reiterate, yeah. Yes, uh, okay. As the team is constructed right now, I just don't see it as the the biggest need. So I just wouldn't be – it wouldn't be my favorite thing in the world if they took a receiver in this year's draft in the first round.
0: When, the thing is, too, is that your biggest need is not always going to be the best player that falls to you, right? But then it becomes yeah. a philosophy thing, and you have to, you know, are right. you going to take the player that fits your biggest need, or are you going to take the best player available? Every GM is right. going to tell you that they're taking the best player available. Sure. Sometimes it's worked out where the Chargers get Rashawn Slater at 13, and both, you know. And
1: the Samuel Jr. in the second round, yeah.
0: Exactly. So sometimes it lines up that way, but a lot of times it doesn't, right? So right. You, you're defensive tackle might be the biggest need that the chargers have. It doesn't mean that there's going to be a defensive tackle at 17. That's worth using that for kind sure. Of, you know, if you can get a game changing wide receiver or a game changing edge rusher, and we'll talk about, you know, what is a bigger need for the Chargers, right? Tackle or run stuffer later on with a different voicemail that we'll get into. But in this specific scenario, it would be hard for me to pass up on someone like Jamison Williams, even though with the torn ACL, just what he would bring to the Chargers offense. Obviously, you don't have Mike Williams in this yeah, situation. Yeah, that dude's so dynamic for sure. You you would get the deep threat plus a guy who can create after the catch a little bit with that game-changing speed and just how good he was. Obviously, a big one-year wonder type of player coming off of a torn ACL, but that's obviously not what it, it used to mean right? as far as yeah. what that means for that player, projecting for them going forward. Chris Olave is another dude who's a special wide receiver. I'd we'll be interested to see what the 40 time is on that And then Traylon Burks just a big, giant Yards after the catch, monster breaking tackles left and right would be another guy that I've been looking at in the first round. Even if you brought Mike Williams back, if you added Jamison Williams to that situation, that becomes a pretty dynamic offense. I mean, then you're kind of going into the the Bengal situation. I mean, he's not Jamar Chase, right? Nobody is. Right. dude has been a generational special talent yeah. this season. But it does give you that dude that can take a catch that's three yards and take it to the house, right? That is something that he brings to the table, which yeah. is very enticing Still, I mean, it, that wouldn't be my first choice. I'm going, if there's a great corner that you like there, I'm taking that first. If there's a great yeah. edge that you like there, I'm taking that first. Yeah. You know, th- before I get to those other things, you know, mm-hmm. and the the frivolous, you know, pick of a wide receiver. But Tom Tuesco has obviously surprised us in the past. So I do want to get into some voicemails as well, because it is Fan Friday and we have a lot to get into. So sorry, Tito, I pushed you a little later into the first segment. Well, let's hear what Tito has for us.
1: This is Tito from South Central Los Angeles, a Supercharger fan. Uh, oh, I just wanted to get your thoughts on what if we re-sign Mike Williams and go out for Devontae
0: Adams. So then we have the trio, Mike, Devonte, and Keenan, because you know the best defense is a better offense. Just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Love the show. Well, I mean, if you ask the Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, it would be hard to disprove them, right? Because yeah. like, they just went up against the number one defense in the NFL and the Buffalo Bills, and it didn't mean much because sure, they ended they up yeah. still getting run over and gave up uh, you know, points with 13 seconds left. And there's a lot of reasons for that we won't get into. But there is something to trying to keep up and just having a dynamic offense in this specific conference. But it's not going to happen <laughs> with Devontae Adams and Mike Williams. No. Much of, it, just because, I mean, Devontae Adams is out there asking for 25 to 30 million, you know, so it'd be a conversation, even if it was letting Mike Williams walk, it would still be unlikely that the chargers bring in Devontae Adams. I mean, it just, you you can't see it right now with Keenan Allen making 20 million. Then if you have Mike Williams, even if you got him on the cheaper side of what's been projected at like a 16 million and then start paying Devontae Adams close to 25 million, you're looking at $60 million on the books, just in your wide receiver. So, taking advantage of Justin Herbert's contract window, like we'll get into later on is something where it's like, okay, yeah, maybe you load up on certain things you give out bigger contracts because of that. But unfortunately it's just not if they could get both David, but even the one just Devontae Adams is probably a pipe dream.
1: Yeah. I mean, as tantalizing as it may be to think about having Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams on the same field at the same time, that's just simply exactly what it is. It's a dream there's no GM in football that would go along with that type of roster construction where you have that amount of money tied up into three players. It's just, it's not going to happen. You really just don't see that ever in the NFL because it's crippling. And more times than not, it really will put you in a situation to where you can't handle other needs that you really necessarily need to. And the Chargers have, other contracts, they're they're going to have to dole out this offseason um, you know, with guys that they need to bring back into the fold that are, you know, their own players, and obviously they need to go address a couple other players. So you just have to weigh the risk versus reward of bringing in one of the best receivers in football if you if it's just Devontae Adams versus addressing maybe two or three other potential needs with that same amount of cap space. So that's uh, those are the type of decisions that GMs have to make all the time.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it would be really nice. Devontae Adams, arguably the best receiver. Yeah, dude's a monster. He's not necessarily a burner that's going to take the top off the defense, but he isn't, you know, a really good deep ball receiver. Um, Not in the same way as Mike Williams, but just by positioning late hands to the ball. Such a great connection with Aaron Rodgers, which would be hard to replicate as well, you know, to put up those kinds of numbers. And has some injury issues that he's dealt with as well. So you don't want $25 dead dollars on your books either. Not to, you know, throw shade at him for getting injured. It's just... you're giving out that kind of money you better make sure that that dude's going to be on the field it better be a very durable player obviously but david i think the Chargers also have to worry about some of the guys and what their roles are going to be going forward that are still on the team because there's a lot of questions there and a lot of the needs the Chargers have to address will be based on the evaluations of the guys they currently have on the roster and the guys that are coming back so coming up after this we're going to keep fan mail friday going and get into (laughs) some more user voicemails and also some fan questions from twitter too and specifically what happens with Kenneth Murray now? Is he a bust already? Only two seasons in his career. So we'll get into that coming up after this. But first, I need to tell you guys about an app that all of our listeners should have already. And that is the Get Upside app. If you guys go get gas at the gas pump, right, you need to get the Get Upside app up because you guys could be saving money today. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time. They fill up. All you have to do is download the free GetUpside app from the App Store or the Google Play Store, and you guys can use it right now. And since you listen to this show, you can even get an additional saving from the show because if you use the promo code TOUCHDOWN, all caps, one word, you can get 25 cents or more on your first fill-up. I mean, you can take some money off of the egregious gas prices, guys. And especially if you're a ride share driver, a food delivery driver, you can save hundreds of dollars a year with the get upside app. All you have to do is download the free app, guys. Use the promo code at touchdown so you can get up to 25 cents or more on that first fill-up. And there's no downside to get upside. You can get the money back directly into your bank account you can get it through paypal you can also get it in big gift cards like amazon and other big brands as well there's no reason to not be saving money right now at the gas pump guys with the get upside app make sure you use the promo code to touchdown to save 25 cents or more on that first fill up i also need to tell you guys about the official betting sponsor of the locked on charges podcast and that's betonline.ag and BetOnline. Is the number one place for all sports action. I mean, even if you want to hit your favorite Vegas casino games, bet online is the only place to go. And there might be less football being played right now, but bet online has way more stuff to bet on on the playoffs this season. It's getting way more in depth. There's so many different prop bets that you can go on in these games. And I don't know about you guys, but I love prop bets. Like Super Bowl comes around, I'm mean, betting on, you know, coin toss, Gatorade color, you know. Whoever the coach is, you know, is he going to get a Gatorade bath? Like the whole thing. Like I'm going to bet on the weirdest, weirdest stuff once the playoffs come. And Bet Online allows me to do that. And that's what I love about them. And I also love that when you sign up and you go to the new updated website, you guys can get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDON. Make sure you use the promo code LOCKEDON so they know that we sent you, all caps, one word for free money to play with. The only thing better than betting on the Super Bowl is betting on the Super Bowl with house money. And you can do that with BetOnline.ag. Check out all the different tournaments and great prizes they have coming up for the rest of the playoffs and for the Super Bowl. And you guys can find all the action that you're looking for, whether it's NBA, UFC, NHL, football, even baseball. When it comes back, they have it on everything because Bet Online is where the game starts. All right, David, let's push through here and get into some more Fan Friday stuff because we guys obviously came through with the content today and we'd love giving you guys the platform to tell us what you guys want to hear about. So let's go to Jim from Virginia Beach and hear what he has for us this time. From Virginia Beach again, just wondering, what are we to make of Kenneth Murray? We expended or gave up a lot of assets to move up in the draft to take him. And he had, I guess, a typical rookie year. But this year seems to have been an unmitigated disaster, both at inside linebacker and an edge rusher why do we think this happened was it injury was it COVID related was it an inability to grasp the intricacies of Brandon Staley's defense and do we think he can be salvaged or is he just going to be a total draft bust thanks well I think that's a great question from Jim I think it's a very well thought out well articulated you know, question there, because I mean, we've thought all those same things, right? I mean, the rookie year, you're like, okay, that's okay. It's very hard to transition into the NFL as a linebacker. It's just really, really tough to, it's a hard position to change, you know, to have that kind of change in, but now we're going into year three Andy's coming off of a really worse season. And that's the tough part, David, is there's a lot of reasons it could happen, but you don't want to see that kind of regression. So then you look at all the reasons it could come from when really it's probably a mix of all three.
1: Yeah. I mean, we know that he was dealing with the ankle injury most of the year. We do know that he had his bout with COVID. And we also know that he's going into a completely new defense that he's having to learn that, like we've said multiple times on this show, is a lot more difficult to learn and a lot more moving parts and a lot more techniques than the previous defense that he was in. So I just think that you know, with with Kenneth Murray, um, at the end of the day, the facts are the facts. The first two years that you've seen from Kenneth Murray – it hasn't been good enough it's just as simple as that whether he's been whether whether he's been out with injuries or whether the, it's been his play on the football field it's not that been that same type of uh athletic sideline to sideline type of linebacker that we saw in college so this right here in year 3 for Kenneth Murray is make or break i mean it's really as simple as that if he can't show that progression in a year 2 of this defense and, and, you know, hopefully some additions around him, if they get a, a defensive tackle that can really plug up and, and really take on double teams and really allow the, the linebackers to flow a little bit more freely, then we might see a different version of Kenneth Murray. But obviously we're going to have to see how, uh, how that happens and see what the Chargers decide to do with their moves. But yes, Kenneth Murray needs to go out there and show who he really is. And if he is not capable, then I think year three might honestly be the last year Kenneth Murray is with the Chargers
0: yeah I mean it's hard because all his contracts guaranteed it's not a ton of money but like you don't right. really you don't save anything about letting him go all you save is a roster spot and then, I mean if everyone is confused you know with what David said I mean he said Kenneth Murray is a bust you know you heard it here first David Drugmeyer says Kenneth Murray's a bust. He wouldn't and be the only one saying You're putting words that. in my mouth here. But I think the tough thing with Kenneth Murray is it's hard to see how he gets better. Because, yes, I mean, yeah. the ankle injury, I mean, he wasn't getting to plays that, you know, he should have. You're making tackles downfield. That was happening before the ankle injury, right? And he did have some stuff in camp. You know, we don't know how much that was lingering. But he played to start the season and then went out and it was a whole thing, right? So it's tough. You don't know how much COVID affected him because we saw COVID affect some players, none at all. And then, like a guy like Limbaugh Joseph, he'd never really seem the same after he came back from the COVID list. So it's hard to, you can't really quantify that. But you also did see a Kazir White have his best season in Brandon Staley's defense. So obviously he picked it up well, right? Drew Tranquil, probably not the season I think a lot of people hope for. He dealt with some things as well, but didn't seem like he wasn't picking up the defense. Kenneth Murray was just slow to read and react to certain plays. And that's the thing I think is the most troublesome. I'm not going to blame him for not being an edge defender. He's not an edge defender. Right. Yeah, not at all. He's not big enough. He doesn't have the skill set or the whole skill set that you need. Yeah, he can rush. You know, maybe you get a lot better at that. But as far as being a linebacker, being able to shed blocks, being able to read and react to what's in front of you, that's just something that worries me a lot more. So it's just hard for me to envision right now. Kenneth Murray getting a lot better. I'm not going to ride him off yet. The only thing I hope is that you don't force him on the field if it just continues to not work. Because I think yeah. that would be the bigger problem. Is just like, are you just going to keep forcing him onto the field if it's not the right fit in your defense? If he just right, because- don't play, don't play the favorites. You know, d-
1: don't put him on the football field because it, you know you're Tom Telesco and you have to try to you know give him every opportunity to make you right in the decision that you made. If it's not what's best for the football team, then it, I'm sorry. I sound like Mike McCoy here. I, I don't want to provide any flashbacks for anybody. But if honestly, if it's not the best thing for the defense, then Kenneth Murray shouldn't be on the field. I mean, the biases and, you know, the politics aside.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it can't be. It can't be a political thing. It just has to be because he's the best player. And we didn't see that at every time this season. I think that's kind of the part that's a little concerning. Well, let's hear what Matt from San Diego has as we keep this fan Friday going
1: this is matt born and raised in uh, san diego broke my heart when they went to la but what are you gonna do um what do you think is the number one uh goal in the draft a run stopper or a dominant right tackle uh thanks for the time and go bolts
0: well matt i mean i definitely feel on the san diego thing and i mean obviously that always puts us in a tough position because you never want to come off as a san diego salty or anything like that and i think one thing that we do bring as this show is just like getting it for the people who were from San Diego, you know, born and raised there and the people that had a of really us were born and
1: raised in San Diego, man. So we right. totally understand it. And were we hurt when that happened. Absolutely. I mean, they were in San Diego for 50 plus years and that was part of the fabric of our city. So, I mean, yes, it, it was an emotional time, but yeah, they, they moved, we've moved on the chargers in LA are in LA now. And that's just, it is what it is.
0: Yeah, but what I was saying is just that you know we always trying to be open to everyone from San Diego because we Absolutely. get that part of it while also keeping our arms open to any new fans. And I mean, there's been a ton of new fans as well, so we we can appreciate all audiences right now. But getting back to that question, David, I'll let you go first on that run stopper or right tackle as the Chargers' biggest need. Not necessarily what they have to address first in the draft, but what their biggest need is. It's run defense. You gotta, you got to You have to fix
1: it. It's the number one issue because it reverberates to everything else that you do on the defensive side. If you're able to stop the run, then everything else that you're going to do is going to be more effective. If you can stop the run, then you're going to be able to rush better, which means you're going to be able to cover better. So it's just, it's one of those things that if you fix it, it can really help this defense operate the way Brandon Staley has envisioned it to operate.
0: Yeah, and I mean what they're doing with their scheme obviously is important too, just because like they're gonna run light boxes, you better have right. the right dudes up front that are gonna yeah. be able to reset the line of scrimmage, and, right? You know, make teams not want to run the ball or not allow them to run the ball effectively. That's why a Jordan Davis is so appealing, you know. And when just, you say it, reset the line
1: of scrimmage, that just means like uh, you know you're not letting them get forward. You're 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 kind of controlling what that line of
0: scrimmage is, is doing, right? Yeah. So. that's the thing uh, with a guy like Jordan Davis is like, you might not be getting a three down defensive lineman and that's tough. And we'll get into more of that, you know, as the draft season comes, but like you're getting some dude who will literally just be a presence and can push people back and be a reason for you're not going to run on third and one of the middle, just because you don't want to run at that behemoth. Right. So there's a lot there, but if you can know that you're going to lock up the right tackle position for the next five years to go along with Rashawn Slater for at least the next four years, I think that's what you would do. Whether that guy's going to be there at 17 is a different discussion for another day. But I do think there are some guys there that will be really appealing to the Chargers because they could represent that opportunity to do that. But we do have more we have to get into on Fan Friday because the show goes to you guys today, and you brought a lot of great questions. So coming up next, we'll talk about our faith in Tom Telesco with his salary cap that he has going this year, and also talk about our free agent that we don't want the Chargers to bring in. And we'll get into that. Coming up after this, but I mean, I finally made it to the point where I get to talk about my favorite protein bar on the planet, and of course, I'm talking about Built Bar. I mean, one of the things that you guys can do, and one of the things Built Bar is great for is you take all the bad stuff out of your house, right? And you replace it with bill bars. And I'm telling you right now, it's not going to seem fun. And you're going to shed a tear as you throw the mini donuts into your trash can. But what I can tell you is, is you're going to have the next best thing. You're going to have something even better than that, because you're going to have something that tastes great and tastes like a candy bar, while also something that's good for you and is going to fit on your diet. Because a lot of New Year's resolutions are going on. I mean, I have a wedding coming up that I have to stay, you know, try to get in shape for. So there's a lot of reasons that I can't have junk food. Built bars are what get me through because, first of all, the flavors. I mean, you're getting candy flavors. It's not, you know, honey oat or something like that, right? You're getting bomb flavors like a peanut butter brownie, a cookies and cream, a coconut almond, a mint brownie. You're going to find something you like. I mean, salted caramel every once in a while. That's what I'm looking for. And they're all 100% covered in chocolate in soft and easy to chew. Because if it didn't taste good, I just wouldn't be able to eat it. It'd be very hard to endorse. But that's the great thing about Bilt bars you're getting those great flavors while also getting something that's loaded in protein. Most of them have, you know, only four net carbs, four grams of sugar in 17 grams of protein while also only having 130 calories. So pretty much fits on every diet. And you're also going to feel like you're cheating on your diet, which is the best part about it. Like you can feel guilty and then also come out of the other side like, oh, wait, I didn't cheat on my diet. I did something good. I did a good thing. That's what you get with Built Bar because they taste great. They're good for you. And you can even save some money because if you guys go to built.com right now, you guys can save 15% off with the promo code locked 15 That's promo code locked 15 all caps, one word, to save 15% off on your order at built.com. All right, David, we got to power through some more here because we have not a lot of time and a lot more fan questions to get let's into. Do it. So let's start with Twitter. We have a... One of our regular Twitter question askers, you know, Kevin, the Red Dog ADA asking ESPN had an article about some Saints players potentially being available via trade after Sean Payton retiring. Marshawn Lattimore being one probably unlikely, but wonder what your thoughts about that. Would you think that would be a fit? Keep up the great work. So obviously when your head coach retires, you know, suddenly that's going to put you in a pretty tough situation. And the Saints have a terrible cap situation. Yeah, I was about to say, it's not just that. I mean, they just have no money at all. But at, like, the same time, I mean, like, Ross Jackson, host of Locked On Saints, I mean, he, one of the best people on the network for sure. Awesome. Like He always yeah. laughs at people when they, you know, talk about the Saints cap situation because, like, I think last year they were, like, $80 million over the cap when free agency started. Somehow they got it done. They extended Marshawn Lattimore to a $100 million extension. You know they still were able to put a team together that, if they had a quarterback, not only would have made the playoffs for sure, right, but would have been a really tough team to get out because that defense is for real. We saw what they've yeah. done at Tampa Bay. A lot of the times they've matched up against each other, right? Even with the ghost of Drew Brees playing quarterback, they were still a very, very competitive team, a very well built team, but a team that's in salary cap hell. I think the the short answer here, David, is yeah. I mean, I would love to bring in Marshawn Lattimore. He's one of those few dudes who brings not only just Uh, you know, great talent to your team, but also brings a physicality brings, you know, an attitude that any team I think would like to bring in. And I think Brandon Staley could do a lot with him, even if it doesn't necessarily seem like a great scheme fit. Like you make it work around that dude. And I actually think he would be a good fit for what Staley wants to do.
1: Now, I know there are players that you want to look for that will fit your, your scheme. And you always will look for that, but good players will fit in any scheme. Okay. I want to put that out there first and foremost, If you are a talented player one of the best players at your position, it doesn't matter what scheme you're playing in because your talent is going to win out. You can adhere to the system a lot better and the coaches are going to use you and they're going to figure out the best way to use that talent in their defense because that's what they're, that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to maximize the good players and use them in their defensive schemes. And Brandon Staley is supposed to be one of the smartest young defensive coaches in the league. So, Hell yeah, I'd love that. Sign me up. Obviously, also sign me up for Ramcheck the the right tackle too. If they're trying to give players away, I'd be more than happy to take both of those guys because they would be awesome additions to this team.
0: Yeah, I mean Cam Jordan's the other guy too. Where it's Hell like those yeah. are the, the big names and the you know the big money players. I don't know where cam jordan lines up in this specific chargers defense just because he's kind of an edge player there but he doesn't really fit like the outside linebacker role that brand staley has. he's not in the you know the leonard floyd kind of model or von miller or any no. of those guys but he's another dude where it's like i mean yeah you'd think that you could make it work <laughs> you know you'd find you'd find a way to use you find a way yeah, yeah. yeah exactly and i think it's always just like of course you know there's certain players that transcend scheme that's one yeah. thing right but i think the biggest thing is like are you still going to Get what makes that player special if you're not doing what they're so good at right now. Right. I think that's always the tough thing to balance. But we do have some more voicemails to get into. I love the questions. I mean, you guys really definitely brought it for us this week. But let's get to Zach from Florida, who always brings it, one of our favorites that he already has for us.
1: I'm Zach from Florida here. So the big topic of discussion for off season is going to be about cap space. So right now we have about seventy five million, maybe 72 million but if we release bulaga that could add another 10 million but are you at all worried that with the amount of cap space we're going to get that we might find a way to not utilize it or maybe the better question is are we going to be able to see tom telesco actually go out there and bring us some great pieces and maybe a top name free agent i feel like with herbert only taking up three to five percent of the cap space right now that we're going to have so much money to spend and i just don't want to see an appearance by coupon tom so would love to know your thoughts and go bolts
0: yeah i mean i guess we should start off by just the salary cap number of like 72 million that's pretty much gone now right i mean If you look at it now, it's about fifty-eight million. Daniel Popper put out a good thing in his offseason handbook that kind of explains it and why the number is around fifty-eight million, and it's never as much as it seems, right? Especially you know you you factor in a Mike Williams franchise tag potentially. Now you're taking nineteen million off of that. Obviously the Bulaga, if you cut him, which seems like almost a no-brainer at this point, that gives you some of it back have to keep money for in-season acquisitions as Tom Telesco loves to do there's got to be some rollover cap for the next year right got to save some of that money but I think the larger question here David is just do you trust Tom Telesco to go out and make the right moves and not necessarily the big moves because Zach I mean it's hard to say he's not making big moves when he made a dude the highest paid center and brought him in from the Packers last year right and gave out a 20 plus million dollar deal to Matt Filer which is another really good deal as well and like As much as Tom Teleski, you can't only be the coupon god. Like being a coupon god is what gets you Casey Hayward, right? It gets you Odea Bushi when he was looking really good before that and some of the other solid signings that we've seen. So I don't fully trust Tom Teleski with the salary cap situation because I don't know if you have what you have to hope for is that Brian Staley being more involved is what led to the success because he gave out big deals to Chris Harris Jr. and Limbaugh Joseph and also Brian Bulaga as well. He just missed. Right, on two aging out of three players, of them. exactly. Yeah. So I, I do hope that it is younger players because, like Corey Lindsay isn't old for a center. Like that was a yeah. good player. You're betting on the future. I would hope that they sign if they're going to give big deals out, which I do think they have maybe room for a couple, but not nearly as much as anyone thinks that they're giving it to younger players that you know are part of the vision for the entire future, not just a two-year bandaid or something like that.
1: Yeah, I think if you ask me this question with the head coaches that were with the Chargers before Brandon Staley, I would vehemently tell you no, I do not trust Tom Telesco at all because the lack of track record. I mean, your job as a general manager is to put together a winning team that is going to win games, win playoff games, and win a Super Bowl. That is your job. And you know if that's the criteria, obviously that being very, very loose with that. Tom Telesco has not done his job at a high enough level because the Chargers have not been to the playoffs enough times. So that's a clear indictment on his ability to construct a roster. I mean, I think that's just pretty cut and dry. Now, the one thing we saw with Brandon Staley was the influence, as you mentioned, that he had on some of the signings and some of the, the players that they drafted. So with Brandon Staley in the fold and kind of seeing his vision in the first year of – free agency was the first time he had a chance to kind of build the roster the way he wanted to and get the players that he wanted to bring in. I liked a lot of those moves that he made and it, they definitely paid dividends. So I think, you know, Brandon Staley and Tom Telesco is a team that I can endorse.
0: Yeah, I don't think there were any total busts last year. I mean, I guess Bushi just because he gets hurt, you know, but that was such a small yeah, deal yeah. that you understand it. Uh, I And like Matt Filer, Corey Lindsey, great. Kyler Fackrell, I thought he was solid. So, like, it's not a bad signing. I have more optimism this year than I did last year, kind of like David. I mean, I I feel better about it because I know Brandon Steele is in it, and, you know, he has an influence there as much as Tom Trusko wants to tell you. He's not focused on any of those things. Uh, I I mean, I think it. hopefully it's more like last year than it was in 2020, and I do think it will be just because, like, even with the Kenneth Murray thing, like we talked about, you know, that was a total Anthony Lynn type of pick. So, we're seeing, you know, how much these guys really do have influence over it. But we have one more voicemail to get into, so let's squeeze in Sean from Boise calling in again.
1: Sean from Boise here. Uh, I just wanted to ask a quick question, see what your guys' thoughts were. Um, and he may have covered this already, but uh, out of all the free agents that are available, who would
0: you not want to see the Chargers bring in uh, to help the team?
1: Uh, love the show, guys. Both up.
0: What a great question, Sean. That is a great question. Nobody's asked us that. We have not talked about that. We probably should have thought about that uh, for a show, for a segment. So David, I'll let you go first. I mean, I think this is, you know, play, I mean, there's not a ton of players on Twitter that are floating around. I'm like, Oh no, do not do that. Yeah. You know, but there's definitely a couple guys out there. Who would you go with? Yeah. I mean, I just saw
1: some people talking about it. And I've I've heard people talk about it just through the the last couple of seasons, I think. And it's, for me, I just don't want any part of the Chargers reuniting with Melvin Gordon. I just I've seen it a couple of times out there, and you know Melvin Gordon, you know we know who he is, the big back. Sometimes he breaks tackles, sometimes he goes down with ankle tackles. We also know he has a, a big fumbling problem, and that's something that has not really cured itself yeah. uh, from the beginning of his career to now. So uh, I don't want any part of a reunion with Melvin Gordon and the Chargers.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm glad I haven't seen anyone saying that. I mean, I, I, I would be hard-pressed to think that he's going to give very much. I mean, I think he's looked better in Denver than most of his years than he was with the Chargers. Um, and, and he does look like he's running pretty damn hard. But, yeah, I, have, I haven't seen that one. I wouldn't necessarily want to see that again either. Uh, one of the guys I've seen just out of the guys that I think could be impact players would be Jadavion Cleone, just because I have seen that name floated around. I understand the value of pressure, and he brings a ton of pressure. He's a really, really underrated run defender. So, like, I think that is something, part of his game, where he would help your run defense. But for what the price tag is going to cost, and just for a guy that doesn't really materialize the sacks that he gets close to, as much as I get it, like, you know, the analytics and all those things, like, hey, pressure is more important than sack numbers. I agree, because I know how much Joey Bosa brings to the table without the, you know, elite 15 to 16 sacks a season. I just think out of the other edge rushers, when it's him against Von Miller, you know, him against some of the other guys stacked up in this free agency class, there's other guys I like better. So I understand another one would be Odell Beckham, just because like, first of all, you bring a certain level of drama, but like talent always outweighs drama. You'll bring yeah. in a pretty much any amount of like <laughs> I don't think Aaron Rodgers, even with all the drama he brought in, is gonna have a hard time finding suitors if they decide, you know, that he wants to be traded. So I mean To a certain extent, I just don't know if the skill set is what you want to most accentuate what Justin Herbert does well or that it would automatically translate to what him and Matt Stafford had and him and Eli Manning had early in his career would transfer, you know, or translate to him and Justin Herbert's relationship. But that is a good question. Chargers free agents that we wouldn't want. That's another story that we've talked about a little bit. You know, I think it's pretty obvious, but we'll save that for another show. So, David, bite your tongue. Uh, But maybe we'll do some a stay or go thing, you know, where we just go through knock them out stay or go stay or go but we're next monday which is what i should be talking about because that's the next show we'll be dropping our first mock draft monday of the season so we'll be going through some of the mock draft trackers we'll see some of the guys and we'll break down some of the guys the chargers could be selecting in the first round because there's a wide variety of guys that could be there and that's going to change a lot and a different number of ways that they could go as far as position they decide. I mean, we just talked about wide receiver today. There's a lot of different decisions the Chargers will have to make in the first round. But that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you guys to everyone who contributed to the show. If you want to ask us any question on Twitter, you can hit us up at LockdownLAC, And you can also call into the voicemail line at 323-524-7924 so we can get your guys' voicemail on the show. So thank you to everyone who contributed to today's show. We'll back with you guys on Monday and every day throughout the offseason. But until then, make sure to go subscribe to the new Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel if you haven't already. As well as following the show on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from—Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever it's always on there. And if it ever doesn't show up, you can always find the show on our social media. Find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports and David Drogmeyer on Twitter at SD, As well as finding the show on our Instagram page at Lockdown Chargers and also our Lockdown Chargers Facebook page. But thank you guys for contributing. Again, we always love doing stuff with the fans, and we're definitely going to continue doing that throughout the offseason. But it's Mock Draft Monday time on Monday. So back here with us then. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.